Greetings, and welcome to Montessori in Action, a podcast for Montessori educators to remind you that you are not alone. I'm your host, Elizabeth Slade, and let's spend some time listening to what is in the hearts and on the minds of other Montessorians. This next episode is a conversation with American Montessori Society Executive Director Munir Shivji and Director of Equity and Engagement Ma'ati Wafford. These two leaders share their current work in the organization as well as plans for new initiatives. Munir Shivji currently serves as the Executive Director of the American Montessori Society. Prior to that, he was the founding head of two Montessori schools in Texas and founding director of Cambridge Montessori Institute, an AMS-affiliated teacher education program in Massachusetts. He is a former director at the AMS-credited Cambridge Montessori School and former Montessori early childhood teacher. When Munir joined the American Montessori Society as staff in 2020, he already knew the organization intimately, having served on the board of directors for seven years, guiding the organization through several major changes, as well as the coronavirus pandemic. As chair of the development committee of the board, Munir helped AMS raise $1.5 million and organize some of the most memorable fundraisers. He also served as co-chair of the Recognition Committee and was a member of the Directorship and Finance Committees. Among Munir's other accomplishments are the founding of the Institute of Montessori Education, an organization that advocates for and fosters advancement of Montessori. Ma'ati Wafford was recently appointed the Director of Equity of Engagement for American Montessori Society and she advocates for equity by creating avenues for the coexistence of science, spirit, and social justice in Montessori education. Her leadership focuses on building trust for engaging in direct, honest, and productive conversations about rooting the complex art and science of teaching in equity and justice. She is a master's level social worker, equity practitioner, and credentialed Montessori educator at both early childhood and elementary levels, as well as an an administrator. Mati fiercely infuses critical consciousness and a sincere love of learning into her interactions with children, families, and fellow educators. For nearly two decades, Mati has created brave spaces for Montessorians to expand, build, and create more justice in the world. She's a firm believer in divine intelligence and understands that we all sit at the very center of that space. Let's get into this great conversation with Munir and Maati. Welcome, Munir, the Executive Director of AMS, and Maati, so pleased to have you here today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. It's it's great to be able to be in your presence again. Yeah, it's wonderful to be together on this rainy day. Um, so I was hoping you'd um, open by talking a little bit about what are fairly new roles for each of you at the American Montessori Society. Um, so Munir, would you talk a bit about your work? Absolutely. Thank you. Um, I am grateful to be in this role that I am in, working with such a dedicated team. Um, High-level work for me at AMS includes uh, strategic planning, overseeing the day-to-day activities of our organization, 
trying to improve our services and understanding the needs of our members, supporting our department leaders within the organization, also really thinking about uh, developing organizational culture um, and managing our budget, reporting on our budget with working with the board and reporting on revenue, launching new initiatives, and uh, definitely um, directing strategy. In this role, I also have the opportunity to sit on multiple AMS committees, such as the Executive Committee, the Finance Committee, the Directorship Committee, JEDI, which is a new standing committee, uh, standing for Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. Ma'ati serves on that committee with me, uh, membership engagement, and, and uh, an exciting committee uh, called Recognition. Uh, one interesting part of my job is also membership engagement, but at AMS, I like to say membership is everyone's job. So I, <laughs> I truly enjoy speaking to our community, getting to know our members, being in community, even if it's virtually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Ma'ati, you're the Director of Equity and Engagement. Will you talk a little bit about that work? Yes, I would love to. So I'm super excited about my role. Um, it's a role that I can, um, I can honestly say and I, I truly feel and know that it's intentionally um, curated to actually integrate throughout the entire organization. And that is key. It's so critical for this work. Um, in my role, I'm able to ask critical questions about how equity and justice gets uplifted in everything from marketing, institutional advancement, education, human resources, our affinity groups, um, membership. And so this is where um, I find the most, I mean, I get the most lift out of this. My heart is um, definitely committed to this work, and I'm able to do this all under this understanding of Montessori and Montessori philosophy, and um, just really excited to be able to to lean into work um, in an organization that's actually open to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're filling that role um, as a Black Montessorian. Do you want to talk a little bit about how that features into your work? Absolutely. So it is the it is at the forefront of everything that I do, um, everything that I do in life. Actually, um, as a Black Montessorian, um, I'm able to through this role. I have the opportunity to collaborate and lead um, within spaces that are committed to equity, and it's critical because this commitment that organizations can make. It extends further than simply hiring a person of color or creating this DEI position. And we often start there, and it's a great place to start. However, integration is what is so critical. Um, every aspect of the organization must identify itself as almost being a, a site of disruption and liberation and be open to what that actually means. Um, and so as a Black Montessorian, um, being able to um, take my lived experience um, into this work, it's expected for me to do that. Um, and I do that without hesitation. I do that without feeling that, um, oh, I might be isolated or um, wondering whether I belong. I'm in a place in my life 
um, and in my own just my own journey with this work that um, I'm able to really um, work with with um, my team, work with the community members to be able to bring everyone into a higher level of, of functioning. As so I always say that I want to be able to increase everyone's capacity as an anti-bias, anti-racist educator or a human. And so whatever that looks like, that's really what, what I'm, I'm doing and that's what I'm about. And so um, it, it, it really is a, a, a pleasure to be able to do that um, in this space and to be able to really um, lean into who I am in a very authentic way. Um, and I, I, I'm able to do that here. So I, I really appreciate that. Mm. I'm sure that really influences sort of your next steps or um, the kind of new initiatives in your area of work. Um, but will you talk a little bit about what is coming up or coming through the work that you're doing there? Well, again, so because um, the, this role is integrated in every area, literally every area, um, there are so many things. But I will say, I have to say that what brought me to this organization was knowing that the, that AMS is committed to um, incorporating anti-bias, anti-racist um, content into their teacher education programs. Um, because I feel like that that has such broad impact, um, really changing the face of education, you know, and I really wanted to be able to lean into that, to offer my expertise in that area. Um, I have my own personal experiences going through teacher education programs yeah. in Montessori. Mm-hmm. And to be able to, you know, really um, speak into that, honor those experiences, um, as a as an adult learner of color, and to be able to lead um, some of our teacher education program directors and instructors in this work, so that we can create more inclusivity in those spaces, so that then we bring more BIPOC teachers into mm-hmm. the world of mm-hmm. Montessori, mm-hmm. and not only bring more, but also uplift the ones that are here and that have been here since day one. So that is, I will say, that's one of my most exciting um, projects and initiatives that I've been able to work work on since being here. Wonderful. And Manir, will you take us to sort of big picture AMS? What are some of the new initiatives that you're focused on? Absolutely. I mean, we know last year brought a lot of change and challenges, and I'm so proud of the way the AMS team adapted and continued to serve our community. Also, the organization is in transition. And as Mahati was just um, sharing, we're looking at um, our organization from all angles and seeing how we need to um, elevate the organization to its next level of excellence. And um, we're connecting all of the work that we do um, around the strategic priorities. And Last week, the our staff just finished developing our goals for the year, and the goals are based around these five strategic priorities, first beginning with inclusion and equity. Um, of course, membership is front and center as well, um, focused on quality, communication, and institutional um, advancement. And within all of this work, there is 
a lot of activity going on at AMS right now. And we're proud to share some of these new initiatives. Uh, we have a couple of new publications coming out. Uh, one is specifically geared to AMS school leaders. And so all AMS member schools and uh, leaders of our teacher education programs uh, get specific content delivered to them, um, timely content uh, that's relevant to their work and roles. Uh, we've also um, have started producing um, AMS Family Connection. So sharing the work of what um, our school communities do at a very high level, focused on philosophy, observation, uh, raising um, anti-bias, anti-racist children. Um, we've also created a, a new, um, we've created new courses. Uh, right now we're working on a literacy course, but prior to the literacy course, under Ma'ati's leadership, we were able to um, put together a beautiful, relevant, timely ABAR certificate program, anti-bias, anti-racist certificate program. And we're in right now in the third cohort of, uh, of educators in that, in that class, in that program. And as we are really thinking about extending our services to families, we are also um, working on programming for parents. Um, we we want to look at um, how can we support our schools and how can we support families to really understand the essence and the value of a Montessori education. So we have a series that is launching uh, this month called Your Child's Montessori Education. We're starting with the early childhood group, but our plans is our plans are to really um, expand to the infant toddler, uh, early childhood, and then um, elementary levels. But it's all timing, and so we're 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 eventually going to expand these offerings. Part of professional development this year, um, we made a very bold and drastic change with membership benefits. So AMS Learning is our new platform. So our, our entire collection of webinars and online content is available for free wow. for our members. Wow. So rather than um, you know taking on or uh, having access to one or two professional development videos or, or courses or webinars a year, we want to provide everything that we have um, uh, for all of our members to access. So that's an exciting new um, development for AMS members. And then this year, um, we are also looking at um, AMS Cares. It's a new health and wellness initiative. And we know that our community is working hard based on this um, pandemic and we have compromised programming um, in certain sp spaces. And how do we support teachers that are um, trying to implement Montessori um, and, and, and as well as also looking at current restrictions <laughs> based mm -hmm. on, um, on COVID and its mm -hmm. implications. So we are um, promoting a year-long AMS CARES initiative that's focusing on the health and wellness. We're also looking at um, innovation and how we are um, continuing to innovate in our classrooms and our schools. So we have a new um, publication out as well um, and um, professional development tied that schools can use and personalize. And all of that is available on um, AMS Connect. 
And that's around the um, the unique learning space of this pandemic, the publication and the professional development. Yes. Uh, will you say a little more about that? Yes. So the, the Innovator publication was um, part of uh, the award, one of the recognition awards that we um, honored all teachers last year based on how everyone had to mm-hmm. pause, pivot, mm-hmm. and create um, spaces that um, were true to their Montessori practice, but also to support the needs of um, the children, the families, and also preparing environments that also keep that would keep all the students safe. And we learned so much. And what was um, interesting was the the openness and the sharing of all of that information uh, through AMS Connect, through the focus groups, through the AMS Live Connects that would happen monthly. And so that inspired um, the AMS Executive Committee to recognize all teachers. And then from that, from that blossomed this idea of let's capture all of these um, ideas and put them into a, for, a publication to inspire the community. And then from that, we worked with uh, an AMS Montessori educator, Dr. Catherine McTammany, who helped uh, fully articulate these um, tenets of a Montessori innovator. And now there's uh, actual formalized professional development tied to these tenants. So there's a new call for AMS members. No, not just AMS members, the community to submit their innovations and their ideas Mm -hmm. so that we can continue to share it out with the Mm -hmm. larger Montessori community. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask about the new ABAR program as well. Is that open beyond AMS members that to be able to take that? And can one of you talk a little bit about that experience? Yeah, I Um, mean, to you. (laughs) Yeah, that's that was I think when I first started I was like this is this is my baby. Um so mm-hmm. I kind of um you know went full speed ahead with it. And yeah, what that is one thing that I'm really excited about is that it is open to anyone. And we have had uh, participants that come from all over the country, different parts of the country, different types of school settings. Um so it's it's interesting because this is not just you know, for Montessorians, it really is just for, it's for all of us as humans wanting to go deeper and engage in this work. And so much of it is um, around identity and understanding who we are and what we're bringing into our, you know, our professional and personal spaces. So yeah, it's, it's open, wide open. And is it a, is it a hybrid experience where there's some in-person time or is it all recorded so people can do it whenever they like? It is a combination of hybrid and, um, well, it's a combination of in-person and um, also self-paced online work. Uh, We actually just had a session last night um, and it's just, it's a, it's a, it's always powerful just to see how the groups come together, how they learn to be vulnerable with each mm-hmm. other fairly mm-hmm. quickly. And I think mm-hmm. the online part allows for that because you know, you're not necessarily just in a room, mm-hmm. um, but being able to engage in some very thought-provoking, um, very, very thought-provoking activities and personal work, journaling, and then to be asked to share you know, in a discussion board online 
there's lots that comes out really quickly. And then when we get together, it's like we've already kind of made connections and we can kind of put faces with names and introduce ourselves and just go, go, um, just take that dive. And, and we talked last night, you know, for instance, it was a really good conversation about um, our social identifiers, our salient identities, and how we bring that into our work and how one thing is that, you know, the work that we're doing, um, it's, it's easy for us as educators to always want to relate it to children and to the classroom. But one thing that we ask them to be very, um, just commit to is keeping it very proximate, keeping it very mm-hmm. personal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when we're able to do that, we can show up in more and deeper authenticity with our colleagues and with children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Not just keeping yeah. it on the surface, but getting deep. In there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank you. Um, so last year's in-person conference um, was compromised. In fact, it's been two years now, right, that people haven't been able to gather and there's some hope for an in-person event in the spring. Munir, will you talk a little bit about the plans for the conference this year? Absolutely. Um, first, I want to make it clear that we value the health and wellness of all of our attendees, presenters, exhibitors, volunteers, staff. And so we are partnering with Share My Health to ensure that everyone that does come to the conference is vaccinated or has a negative uh, COVID test. We're following local, state, and um, federal mandates. We are uh, monitoring the situation on a regular basis. We're going to uh, uh, practice the best um, health and safety standards and ensure that that's communicated. And we will definitely be sharing all these details uh, quite regularly with all the participants. And so while we're, we will be in person in Nashville, we are also holding a hybrid option available to those that are unable to attend. And so we learned a lot last year by hosting a full virtual conference. We got a lot of uh, feedback. And um, so part of the planning is to um, create that experience um, both in person as well as online. And we are going to be at the Gaylord um, Opryland Resort and Convention Center in Nashville from March 17th to the 20th uh, in early next year. And what's exciting is um, we are looking at Um, the programming for the event. We are looking at uh, past practices, looking at, again, our priorities and what we want to do. These last two years being on pause has given um, us an opportunity to really rethink the Montessori event. And so there's going to be some new new, um, offerings as well as some shifts in in programming. and we're also hosting a pre-conference, Professional Development Day. Um, I'm excited that one day will be focused uh, for public school leaders. Um, a new cohort of emerging leaders will be coming together as well. And then um, the AMS teacher education community will be coming together. Um, but all of this and all the details, our goal is to launch all of it on October 5th. So please Lovely. be on the lookout on our website for the details, and we have a really nice lineup of keynote and spotlight presenters. 
Excellent. So you'll be launching that as this podcast episode is launching. So coming all out at once. Um, you mentioned there's going to be a shift in programming. Would one of you talk a little bit about that? Well, I would love to hop in here. Um, I'm not quite sure what Munir was going to say, but I would love to give a little bit of some of the behind the scenes in terms of um, there has been some very strong, solid equity protocols that are being implemented in terms of the processes, our procedures for the Montessori event, the planning, the programming, presentations, marketing. And um, I can remember some of our very um, first conversations about the Montessori event in Nashville. And um, I, I happen to be from Nashville. I was born and raised there for a, big, a large part of my life. And um, I was able to share, like, you know, this is, we're going into a space, a community that is being gentrified heavily. Um, and what does it mean as an organization who has commitments to equity and inclusion and this justice work? What does it mean for us as we go into a city? Um, I mean, they've seen, you know, natural disasters, a few, um, and with gentrification, with, um, you know, how some of the community has been has been um, separated and kind of divided because of some of these things that are happening. Um, really understanding the socioeconomic or or the sociopolitical context mm-hmm. of Nashville, mm-hmm. understanding that there are three historically black colleges and universities. There's Fisk University, there's Meharry Medical College, there's Tennessee State University, all on, like within walking distance. How do we um, connect? How do we connect with the indigenous community and really being um, intentional? about that. So I have I've, I've really appreciated that process. Not only that, but we have been able to really reimagine and really put and uplift justice and equity even more so as we look at who gets voices and who is elevated during the conference, um, who's presenting. What what you know? What topics are they going to be able to present on? Who's in collaboration with um, you know, folks that may be marginalized and really being able to uplift them. So I, I have really, really, really appreciated the process. These are things that people, you know, I think when you go, you, you might feel it and you might see it. But there are things that, you know, we have endured and <laughs> endured or we've gone through and experienced as a staff just in the preparation for it, the spiritual preparation of, mm-hmm. you know, preparing ourselves for this mm-hmm. work. So I just wanted to put that in there. Um, I'm, I'm proud of that. Yeah. I imagine that will have an enormous impact because I know from having been at conferences that you feel the absence of it when that hasn't been thought through and that isn't a part of the prepared environment for coming together to learn. So it's great to hear that much has gone into even just um, getting ready for the experience and thinking about who will be the presenters and how will we enter the location. Um, how will we be with the people who are already there? Wonderful. Um, so is there anything else that you wanted to add, Maati, about the in-person experience that's happening this spring besides thinking about some of the new programming and the way that you're approaching this? 
Well, I'm, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited about the opportunity um, to be in Nashville. The um, keynote speakers all are bringing, they're just bringing some very unique perspectives and content that I'm particularly, you know, looking forward to. And to be able to be in spaces where, um, you know, with voices that we may not always hear, um, that that's one of the things that I'm most excited about and being able to connect more with Nashville's um, community. Um, and, you know, coming back home, really, for me, which, which is, yeah, it tugs on my heart a little bit. So I'm happy about it. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So um, opening big, big picture here, um, you're both stepped into... Um, new roles and wondering what your what your visions are. Munir, what's your vision for the capacity of AMS to be a change agent in our Montessori community? That's a great question. Um, I think, um, in my opinion, AMS is a change agent. Uh, AMS, uh, you know, brought Montessori in a very official capacity to the United States, and AMS is a complex organization. And from my observations, uh, we strive to lead and empower and to serve the global community. And I want to start by first saying with what Ma'ati touched on earlier, um, look at what we're doing as an as a, as a organization. We're looking at our own organization before even going to our community and bringing um, a lens of equity and thought to everything that we're doing looking at our systems, our practices, our policies, the systems that which decide on how we do business and how we operate. Um, we're looking at all of these and really making sure that we are um, putting these systems in place to bring us to that next level for this organization. Um, another area that when you think about it, we're so complex and the AMS has its fingers in so many different areas. We don't just do one thing as an organization. So for example, s- standards for teacher education programs. While there is an accreditation body for Montessori teacher education, AMS um, addresses pedagogy. And for the AMS community, that piece is is, is a high standard. Mm-hmm. And so our, our role is not solely membership affiliation, you know, we are uh, an organization who focuses on not just the community, but utilizing all of the community members to address the the pedagogy from a standards perspective, developing it through continuous community commitment, um, observation, uh, research and study, and coming together to verify those standards for all of our um, AMS-affiliated teacher education programs. AMS also works on standards for um, for Montessori schools. Uh, we have a pathway to uh, continuous school improvement that obviously leads to school accreditation, which has a commission and its own standards to reaching that um, standard. We're also working on instructor academy. So wh- how do we prepare the next generation of our um, adult Montessori educators who are preparing the next generation of Montessori teachers? <laughs> Uh, research, public policy, social justice, innovation. Um, And then part of that is also um, ensuring that um, AMS is meeting the needs of all its constituents groups 
from our independent schools to charter schools to private schools. Regardless of what size your school is, everyone's needs are very different and diverse. And so how do we support such a diverse group? And then, of course, one of my favorite things is the scholarships and the giving and the awards and the grants that we have that uh, support um, in small capacities um, our organization. Um, but in my mind, I personally try to be a change agent um, really in my role by um, thinking about um, the um, influence and impact that I have. So I look at, you know, diversifying uh, our knowledge, uh, who sits at the table, listening to um, all sorts of um, perspectives, uh, just to gain new knowledge and to gain valuable insights. Um, and you spot new opportunities for growth. And how do you take that and tie that into AMS's priorities um, and all of those organizational goals that we have to to actually focus on improving AMS as an institution. And so I hold myself accountable for the performance of our team as well as of our, of our organization. Um, it's very important for me to listen and to understand these perspectives and then take them into serious account when finding solution or suggesting um, solution or thinking about what we need to do um, to ensure that all members of the organization feel that they belong to the organization. Um, and I think that happens slowly when you, when, you, uh, when you develop and earn the community's trust. And, um, and I think um, your work speaks for yourself, you know, rather than words. So let, 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 let our work speak for what we do. Um, but the focus should be um, creating these necessary changes within the organization to prepare AMS for the next 20 years. And my sincere hope is what we're doing right now and this work that we're doing and these, these systems and protocols that we're focused on, um, this change that we're bringing to our organization will outlive my time, my auntie's time, our, our time at this organization. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Because we want to ensure that this um, work lives on and um, supports the next generation. Um, and that's where we're headed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how about for you, Maati? I'm often brought back to um, how, you know, we're, you know, we've heard it before, like, you know, being in this space of this like racial reckoning or this equity, racial equity reckoning and how so many organizations have made very public statements about what they're going to do and we're going to commit ourselves in this way. And um, I think last year, yeah, last summer, I remember saying, this is before I even started at AMS, that I look forward to, to me personally holding AMS accountable for the things that they have had articulated publicly. <laughs> and at the time, I didn't know that I would be working, <laughs> but, but I actually do that. I see mm -hmm. myself in this role as a person, and I'm not saying I'm the only one, but I will only speak for myself when I say this, that I am every day 
holding my AMS accountable for um, its its priorities and and, and its initiatives and really um, working to make sure that it is um, moving towards and, and, and living out and being true to his word. And, you know, in terms of integrity and equity and living out this ethic of love and justice, that's what I, that's, that's what I am. That's what I bring every day. Um, and that's um, the space that I want to create for other Montessorians. So that, that's my vision, and mm-hmm. I will be sticking with that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Lovely. Is there anything either of you would like to add before we close? I just want to thank you, for um, Elizabeth, for bringing us together. I'm blessed to have Maati um, as a colleague, as a thought partner. Um, there's a lot of exciting work happening um, at AMS, and I appreciate you giving us the opportunity to share some of this with the community. Yeah, absolutely. I echo that and, and um, appreciate the, the synergy that Munir and I have. And I appreciate the opportunity to, to speak and to share um, on behalf of, you know, just who, who I am and, you know, what, what level of authenticity I know that is required to do this work and just to be able to, to share and speak on it because it's not always something that we talk about. So thank you. Well, thank you both so much for taking time out of your very busy lives to speak openly and honestly about the work and how we're all moving it forward together. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Our show is a project of Public Montessori in Action, elevating voices in the community to forward the mission. Our host is Elizabeth Slade. Our producer is Isaac Price Slade. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and sharing it with others. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts.